Happy Friday. What is going on, guys? It's DK. Back at you with another video here to break down the nine-game NBA main slate. Uh, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. Also make videos for NBA Top Shot NFL all day. If you guys are curious about that, I have a few videos up on my channel, a couple recently with Top Shot and with NFL all day. If you're unable to watch these videos, I also upload on Apple Podcasts. Link is down below. And if you're interested in signing up for premium content, I offer two different packages, NFL, NBA, cover the main, cover the showdown slates. Again, more info in the description below. I would like to thank the sponsor of this video, Thrive Fantasy. Guys, Thrive Fantasy is a player prop site. We're actually building out lineups on player props. They have a pretty good size contest here for NFL, PGA, NBA. Again, $25,000 uh, player pool or prize pool for NFL, uh, $5,000 here for NBA, $1,000 for PGA. So how it works is, again, you're building out a lineup. Uh, you pick 10 of 20 uh, player props, and you the less probable the prop is to occur, the more points you receive if you choose correctly. Um, so, for example, DeJounte Murray, 16.5 points. The under is uh, less likely to occur, but if it does hit, you get more points. So, again, there's some game theory go uh, involved. And, yeah, there's those are the 20 player props. So, if you guys want to try out Thrive, you can sign up and use my code, DKDFS. It is DKDFS, all one word. And you get 100% match up to $100. It's basically free $100 to play with on the site. As always, I want to thank you guys for your continued support um, on the videos, live streams. Just make sure if you do enjoy to hit the like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. So uh, before we get into players and their prices, we can take a look back at my lineup here from tonight. Anyone worse than Steve Kerr? Steven Kerr. Steven Kerr. It's close, right? It's close. Him, Gregory Popovich. They're up there. I'm somehow forexing my money. I know it's not going to hold because I have no late game exposure. I really actually need this game to go to overtime. It's 98 to 93, most likely not. But yeah, I mean, Steve Kerr just trolled everyone, right? Played Gary Payton like 10 minutes. Jordan Poole just uh, carrying over the Tyler Hero performance from last night for myself. Uh, I think combined, those two are like uh, six of 80. Uh, I'm not even exaggerating to six of 80 uh, for Jordan Poole and Tyler Hero the last two games. Um, Brandon Ingram, I really liked him. Talked about him on Patreon. Uh, 55 fancy points. Absolute smash. Low ownership. Uh, Otto Porter, nothing. JV, letdown game. Uh, Jordan Poole, again, one of 20 tonight. Uh, and then my two low on values, Iguodala and Looney, both did uh, decent. But, I mean, what what is this slate? What even is this slate? I, I, I don't even know what to say. Uh, look at this. This is high sticks, Okay. Thunderdome. Right now, the winning lineup is 185. Someone's going to finish with 177. Like, everyone's in the 100 range in high stakes, right? My lineup cracked 200 somehow. Every, 152, 168, 169, 185. Ownership. Jordan Poole, 100% owned, as he should have been. John Morant, 83% owned. Blowout. Um, Bielitsa got some ownership. Jaron Jackson Jr., 100% owned. I talked about it. I was like, eh, I knew he was going to be popular. Um, 
Gary Payton Jr., the absolute chalk, played 10 minutes. He's playing 25 to 30 minutes with Steph Curry and Draymond Green in. Those two out, dust off Moses Moody and Damian Lee and play in the whole game. That's that's all I got, guys. Yeah, it is uh, one of those slates where everything busted. Literally everything. Um, No one played Fournier in high stakes. When you get the random Fournier Fournier game once every 10 to 15 games, I guess he just annihilates Boston every time he plays them. So just lock him in every time he plays Boston. But just every single player basically on this slate busted. <laughs> so we'll see how it finishes. Uh, even the late game right now is not looking good. I mean, the chalk and that is CP3 and Marcus Morris. And they both started slow. So um, a couple nights ago, we had one of the slow, one of the lowest scoring nights of the season. Uh, and this is going to be up there. This is going to be up there, right? Because every single person played those Golden State guards. Um, and uh, Steve Kerr trolled us all. So, yeah, crazy one, guys. But um, good thing is, uh, if you did not cash, well, hey, we have a nine-game slate uh, to talk about here on Friday. So let's do it. San Antonio and Philadelphia. So a lot of guys out here for San Antonio. Derek White, Kelton Johnson, Devin Vassell, Doug McDermott. Um, Lonnie Walker status up in the air due to conditioning. We'll see. On his first game, they did limit uh, DeJounte Murray. So I would guess if Lonnie Walker plays, he's going to be limited. We'll start at the top of DeJounte Murray himself at 9-6. If the Spurs want to keep the game competitive, we're probably going to have to see a massive game from Murray. So assuming no limitations, I think he makes for a good tournament play. Uh, Pearl going to have to deal with Embiid. So I don't love going. Uh, I don't love turning centers against Joel Embiid. And then we got to talk about the Valley here. So like, if Lonnie Walker can't go, what? Starting lineup's going to be... Bates Diop, Trey Jones, Bryn Forbes alongside Murray and Pirtle. Like, they are going to be extreme. Like, the Spurs, if there's no Lonnie Walker, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I guess they still have 10 guys, but yeah, I, I don't know what. I mean, we would have to consider the value here for the Spurs. The guys like Bates Diop, Trey Jones, Bryn Forbes. Um, Bates Diep is, is a guy that can kind of do it all, get some rebounds, uh, can score the ball. I think he's a fair value. Bryn Forbes a little more reliant on scoring, but he does have upside. We saw it three games ago, run for 41. Again, though, he does have a low floor if he's not hitting a shot since he's score independent. And you have Trey Jones, who when I play him, uh, shoots like one of 10. Uh, but he's normally a guy that has a relatively high floor because he'll be handling the ball a decent amount when he's out there. So, um, yeah, keep an eye on Lonnie Walker news, but there's definitely going to be some uh, Spurs Valley plays that are in play here, especially if he's out. On the Philadelphia side, Joel Embiid, I think, makes for solid spin up 11-2. I don't think a ton of people get to him, but um, he's been playing really well. Should play low 30s minutes. He's been smashing. So, um, yeah, had some interest there in Embiid. Uh, Tobias, Seth Curry, more secondary plays against Seth Curry, which probably handles the ball more, which does give him a little bit of boost. He had a big game last game. I think he went for, yeah, 49 fancy points. Um, definitely an outlier game, but, again, handling the ball, 12 assists does make him more in play. Uh, we do have Thibel coming back, so it's probably a couple less minutes for guys like Curry and Korkmaz. Korkmaz started, played 40 minutes last game, so I would assume those minutes go down. Still playable, but again, though, kind of score independent, and I'm probably not going to take a shot on anyone else here in Philadelphia. Moving on to Milwaukee and Brooklyn. So Milwaukee's kind of shorthanded. No Brook Lopez, no Connaughton, no Allen, no DiVincenzo. Drew Holiday's out. Giannis had to come to 11.4K. Um, he's probable. I really like him here. Nats, uh, I'm not scared of them defensively, and... Uh, he's going to have to play big minutes here, right? They're, they're shorthanded. Uh, I really do like Giannis here as a spend up. I think Middleton's firmly in play without Drew Holiday. He probably plays mid-30s minutes. I think he looks decent. And then they waived um, 
the boogeyman. So Bobby Portis probably has to play over 30 minutes. Um, he got massive foul trouble last game. I think he's a fair uh, contrarian player in the mid range. I think we probably get pretty big minutes for Jordan Dewar again. Uh, so I think he is uh, viable as well. Again, a little bit more score independent. I'm not going to touch the guys like Rodney Hood and Wes Matthews. I just, whew, never, never, ever. All right, let's move on to Brooklyn. So Kyrie obviously setting this one out because it's a home game. Um, Kevin Durant, James Harden, both now sub 11K. Again, there's no Kyrie. So I think both are firmly in play here. Durant's going to, both these guys are going to play about 40 minutes, right? They like rarely leave the court. So um, I do have interest in both Harden lockdown games, back-to-back games, but um, you know, before that he was on fire. So I think both Brooklyn Nets stars are in play. As far as the value goes, not a lot that stands out to me. Um, you know, we're going to have teams that are much more shorthanded. So I don't know if I want to deal with the headache of Steve Nash's rotation of guys like Aldridge, Claxton kind of splitting the center minutes. Bruce Brown, some games will play 30 minutes, some games will play 10. Like, it's just, it's really hard to feel good about the, the value options over Brooklyn. Well, the Utah Jazz. It might be uh, summer league season, if you guys remember, right? With guys like Trent Forrest and Yudoke Azabuki. These are guys we were playing almost every single day in the summer league. Um, Elijah Hughes is on that team. Terrell Brantley was on the summer league team. It might be the summer league Utah Jazz tomorrow because there's no Mitchell. There's no Gobert. There's no Conley. There's no Bogdanovich. We don't know the status of Clarkson, O'Neal, Gay, and Whiteside. And Ingles is also out. So let's just say the questionable guys are in. Love Whiteside at 3-5. Great point per minute guy. Probably comes in and plays 30 minutes. He looks phenomenal. Clarkson, O'Neal, Gay, all look good. Clarkson, probably the go-to guy in offense. He would look amazing. Uh, Gay and O'Neal probably both play 30-plus minutes if they do end up playing. They would look good. And then even like Trent Force, I would still like, even if all these guys are in, uh, because he probably has to play big, big minutes. You're probably going to see some decent run for a guy like Pascal off the bench. Um, so, yeah, those guys still look good. But if all the questionable players are out, I don't even know if they can field a team. Like their starting lineup, probably Trent Forrest. Trent Forrest at the one, Pascal at the four, Azabuki at the five, Elijah Hughes at the three, and like Butler at the two, something like that. I don't they They're going to be a really, really shorthanded. But yeah, I mean, if all the questionable players are out too, then like Trent Forrest, probably my favorite option, three, two. He's a guy that can stuff a stat sheet, and he would probably be their go to option if everyone is out. Um, you know, as Buki, they did limit his minutes last game, so keep an eye on the news there. Um, Eric Pascal at 3-5 recently came back from, from uh, I think it was COVID or personal issues, but he would probably have to play massive minutes. So, um, yeah, Utah's a wait and see right now, but they're going to look uh, appealing one way or the other. If some of these guys are in, they look great. If they're out, you know, we're looking to the Summer League Utah Jazz. On the Toronto side, so you guys kind of know the drill by now with Toronto. It's Van Fleet. It's Siakam. They're going to play huge minutes. They're both priced about right. They still have upside. Um, you know, there is some blowout risk with everyone out for Utah. The mid-range guys like Barnes and Anunoby don't really stand out to me. Some of the bigs still a little bit overpriced from when guys were out. So not much else uh, on the Toronto side. Washington and Chicago. So um, we do have Dinwiddie back. Um, the answer is yes, guys. The answer is yes. I'm still extremely tilted about that Kuzma game. Um, you know, only reason he got there was because of uh, random uh, foul trouble, massive foul trouble for Beal and Gafford, and you had the Bertans injuries. He just played the entire game, and he still, like, barely got value, Kuzma. So that was so, so tilting. Um, Beal, now with Dinwiddie back, feels a little bit overpriced. Right? We've been getting point Beal. 
If he's going to shift back to the two, um, he's much riskier, and in my opinion, a little bit overpriced. Um, we also might have Montrez Harrell coming back, um, which would kind of take Daniel Gafford out of play. They also signed Greg Monroe to a 10-day contract. He's a good point for a guy, but if Harrell plays, he probably doesn't see the court. Um, funny enough, so they said Roland Neto, who had not played like 30 minutes all year, was going to be limited to 30 minutes. And we're all like, what? Like, what are you talking about? This guy plays like 20 minutes a game. He played over that. He played 32 minutes. They even lied about it. Oh, he's going to be limited to 30 minutes, play him 32. Uh, but yeah, he hadn't played 30 minutes all year. He comes off the COVID protocols, plays 32 minutes. Um, again, I guess he's fine, but I think there's going to be better value on the slate. So um, yeah, that's kind of right now for Washington. Moving on to Chicago. So Chicago, a pretty healthy team. Um, the starting, again, we did see some pretty big minutes with Kobe White, even with uh, some of the other, even with Lonzo backs. So that is good to see, but you know, White, Ball, Vucevic, DeRozan, Levine, all probably play big minutes. There's not one guy that stands out here. So, like, I think they're all tournament plays, more secondary options. You know, can one of these guys have a really good game? Of course. But, like, good luck trying to figure out which one's going to be when they're fully healthy. So, Chicago's always a tournament team when they're fully healthy to me. Dallas-Houston. So, no Porzingis, and Luka Doncic is doubtful. So, it is officially Jalen Brunson season at 7K. Phenomenal matchup. He's going to have to do everything for this team. I don't have to tell you how good of a play he is. He looks amazing. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith should play huge minutes. Now, he's not necessarily a high-usage guy. Like, he's not a guy that, like, gets, like, all of a sudden they're running their offense through Dorian Finney-Smith when all these guys are out. He's still kind of the same guy. He'll play big minutes. He's a decent rebounder. He can stuff the stat sheet. So, fair play in the mid-range. My guess is Tim Hardaway Jr. probably has to play big minutes here. Um, so, I do like him a decent amount here. We'll see what they do the starting lineup. But, again, they need some scoring. Um... Played a low on Maxi Kleba last night, guys. Played 35 minutes. He shot one of nine. But, um, yeah, Maxi Kleba, without Porzingis, probably plays 30 to 35 minutes. I think he looks like a great value assuming he doesn't shoot 5% from the field again, like he did when I played him at low ownership. Um, Dwight Powell, 3.6K, fair value. We probably get low 20s minutes from him. You know, we're probably going to see minutes for guys like Reggie Bullock, but I don't know if I could ever play Reggie Bullock in my life. Um, Trey Burke is 3.3K. He probably is going to play the backup point guard. If you want to roll the dice on him, I don't hate it. He is a good point per minute guy. So that's it for Dallas. Moving on to Houston. So, um, well, the answer was they didn't limit Wood and KPJ at all. So Christian Wood uh, came out, played 34 minutes. Um, I think he looks really solid here. You know, big against Dallas, not scared of Dallas defensively. Um, I think he plays low to mid-30s minutes again. So I think Christian Wood looks good. I think Kevin Porter Jr. looks pretty good in the mid-range too. Played 35 minutes, shot three of 13, almost had a triple-double too, right? We know KPJ is a guy that can stuff the stat sheet. So I like him in the mid-range. Um, the rest of Houston, more secondary plays, Jay Sean Tate, I think is fine, does have some upside. Jalen Green at 5K, again, he can have a ceiling, but he has to hit his shots to get value. So never someone I'm super excited about playing. Kind of the same with Eric Gordon, right? Like score independent, but has to hit his shots to, to get there. Minnesota and OKC. So Minnesota now a team that is like fully healthy. It is a good matchup. Um, so eh, nothing really stands out here. Kind of like Chicago, right? If you want to target guys like Cat and Edwards and D'Lo in tournaments, sure. I mean, they all have a ceiling, but... 
do any of these guys stand out in a slate like this? Not really. So um, I think all three of those guys are fine, but more secondary plays. Um, and there's just not much else here. Really, it looks interesting. Like, there isn't. So, yeah, Minnesota, kind of a boring team. Thunderside, they're getting pretty healthy, too. Shea Gilles Alexander, always a fine tournament play. Uh, does have, like, a 50 fancy point ceiling. It's a decent matchup. Uh, Josh Giddy at 7-6 with SGA back. Not as high in him. No, he still have a good game with SGA back uh, against Minnesota. But um, I need to see him do that consistently before I can, you know, pay almost 8K for him. And you guys know my feeling on the Thunder value. It just, if you want to take some shots, if you want to take a shot in like a Robinson Earl of 3.3K, I think it's fine. He played 22 minutes last game, but like you, you just, you can't trust it. You can't trust anyone outside of the uh, Shea Gillis, Alexander, and Giddy. All right, a few games left Sacramento and Denver. So price points haven't really moved in the Sacramento guards. Um, Halliburton, well, to no surprise, after letting me down in extremely low ownership last night, comes out and smashes 41 fancy points. Again, that was a lot to happen. Uh, but right now, him and Fox are playing huge minutes. These are the two leading the offense. We've seen some good Deer and Fox teams recently, 40-plus now from him, so he's finally starting to wake up. Um, I think both Fox and Halliburton are decent options. Uh, more tournament plays, though. They still have a floor. But, yeah, 7K and 7.2K, that or 7.2K for both, actually. Um, they're, they're definitely viable for tournaments. Buddy Heald, 5.6K. We probably get 25 to 30 minutes from him. He does have a ceiling. He also has a single-digit fancy point floor if he's not hitting his shots. Um, we had to keep an eye on the status. I believe Rashawn Holmes is still in the protocols. Um, so I don't think he's going to be available. So, like, Damian Jones probably starts, but he's also going up against Jokic. A little bit worried about foul trouble. They also have Len. They have Thompson. Like They can use three centers here. So if these guys get in foul trouble, it's really not a big deal. So I don't know if I really want to. I mean, if I guess it was going to go to one, it probably would be Jones. But eh, I'm not a huge fan of, of going there. Uh, moving on to Denver. So, again, Jokic is just unreal, right? Um, I play Nikola Jokic. He gets in random foul trouble. I play Nikola Jokic. Random blowout. Finally fade Jokic. 75 fancy points and smashes. Now, I didn't want to fade Jokic there, but... Um, you know, once we got that Utah news, I just didn't have enough salary to get to him. I had three spots left. I could, I literally couldn't get to Jokic, but, um, yes, the answer is yes. I'm, I'm very tilted when I played him here and here at low ownership. And again, random foul trouble, random blowout. That was not fun, but Sacramento, not good defensively. Jokic in a competitive game, going to play about 35 minutes. He looks phenomenal as a spend up. The rest of Denver is just like secondary options here. Um, we have Monte Morris back, so Composo kind of out of play. Barton at 5'8", Gordon at 5'1". Don't really stand out. I'm never going to play Austin Rivers. He could be free, and I wouldn't play him. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of it for Denver. Uh, Atlanta and L.A., so it kind of depends on news here for Atlanta. We have Trey Young, questionable. John Collins and Bedanovich questionable. Reddish, probable. So, if everyone that missed last game is out again, then uh, Kevin Herter is going to look really good. Cam Radish is going to look really good. Uh, Gallinari going to play big minutes. DeLon Wright going to play big minutes. So uh, a lot of the, the mid-range guys here for Atlanta would look good if all those guys are out. If they're all in, then I don't know if there's one play that stands out to me. I would say Trey, if he plays, would still be a decent GPP play, but it would be a little bit difficult to prioritize some of these guys if everyone that is on the injury report, ends up playing. All right, and the LA Lakers side. So LeBron James, after a stretch of two weeks where he was just playing out of his mind, has kind of come back down to earth a little bit. 51-47 points. Now, it is a good matchup. Um, so I still think he's firmly in play, but 
He's close enough in price to a guy like Jokic, where I think I feel a little bit better about Jokic than I do LeBron. Uh, but LeBron, obviously still in play, still going to play big, big minutes. Westbrook has been awful. Um, he still has a ceiling, but he has a much, much lower floor, uh, more of a tournament-only play. Malik Monk had a really good game last game. Same with THT. I don't necessarily expect those type of games again from either of those two. They're more contrarian plays. Now, Dwight Howard did uh, enter the rotation. He did play 22 minutes. So um, we could see a game where Dwight Howard starts. This is a big front court against Atlanta with Capella, with John Collins if he plays. So if Dwight Howard ends up starting, I actually think he's a solid value uh, that probably would crack 20 minutes. So, um, yeah, keep an eye on the starting lineup there. All right, Cleveland and Portland's the final game here. So Garland been play- having a really, really good season. It's a great matchup. He's 9.3K, though. So, like... He can still get there, but, like, you're paying a premium for him. Um, as far as the bigs go, Allen Love, Mobley. I don't know if there's one guy that stands out. Um, I guess Love would probably be my favorite, who's still getting about 30 minutes, still getting a ton of shot attempts up, and uh, does have a ceiling. Uh, but the two bigs are both fine, too. And Allen and Mobley, they're going to play big minutes. Um, you know, Allen should play low 30s, low to mid 30s. Mobley, like, mid 30s. So, like, yeah, I think the the three bigs here for Cleveland both look or all look pretty good. Um, the tricky part is trying to figure out who, who it's going to be, right? Because I think all three are in play here against Portland, who plays very little defense. But, um, you know, which one is, which one is going to have the really big game? Um, Mark in a 5-8 is really taking a backseat. Not much interest there. Um, Chetty Osman, I believe, oh, he is probable. So keep an eye on this news. If there's no limitations on Chetty Osman, I think he's actually a fair play that might start. You know, started Lamar Stevens last game for defense. Um, played 25 minutes, didn't do much. He's not the best point per minute guy. Um, and then we have Rondo probable as well. So, you know, if you wanted to take a dart on a 3.3K Rondo, you could. I'm assuming he plays the backup point guard. Um, now, how many minutes he plays is a little bit more up in the air. But if he plays the Ricky Rubio role where he's playing like 25 to 30 minutes on the bench, he would look phenomenal. I just don't know if we're going to get that those, that type of run for Rondo. So um, at least worth a look, I think, in tournaments. But, yeah, let's finish up with Portland. So um, Norman Powell, 7-1. Again, no Dame, no CJ. He's going to play about 40 minutes. He's going to shoot the ball a ton. I think he's a fair option. Nurkic um, got ejected last game because Tyler Hero just shoved him in the back. Uh, but he should play. He played 33 minutes last game, which is really, really good to see. I think we get mid-30s minutes. Like They need him here against Cleveland, right? Um, they're going to need him to play all the minutes he can handle. Because Cleveland's a huge team, and Portland has like, no other bigs, right? Larry Nance is out. Like um, Cody Zeller, I believe, is still out, too. Or yeah, there's a chance he might go, or no, he might play. But if he can't go, it's going to be like whatever Trenton Watford is playing the backup five. So, yeah, they're going to need Nurkic to play a ton here. I think he's a pretty good player in the mid-range. Simon's been playing really well last couple games. He should play close to 40 minutes. I still think he's a good player in the mid-range. Will definitely be, you know, a, one of their top playmakers. Um, Nasir Little, 4-8. We probably get mid-30s minutes from him. I think he's a pretty safe value play. Covington should get 30-ish minutes. I think he's fine. Um, and I'm not gonna really going to consider anyone else here on Portland. So, yeah, guys, that will do it for the video today. Um, if you have been enjoying the content, again, just make sure to hit the like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Really appreciate all you guys' support. Um, I will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow, so make sure to check that one out, Q&A style. Uh, but thanks again, guys. Have a great night, and I will see you all tomorrow on the live stream.